Welcome to Mudville, a podcast about baseball and cinema. I'm Brody Stout. I'm Nolan Rabine. We hope you enjoy. Oh, man. All Everybody's right. least favorite sports network, Bally Sports. Soon to be bankrupt. Soon, I think they already are. <laughs> yeah, currently showing like three teams games for free. <laughs> if I know anything about business, which I don't, uh, I don't think it's great to give stuff away for free. But, you know. You see, it, it was my understanding that you knew a lot about business. <laughs> That's why this is Mudville, the business and economics podcast. I thought that they called you business, Brody. They they do, but that means something else. <laughs> what what does it mean? Uh, I, I you give them the business. I give them the. I, right. I'm known to of known course to, known to poke ribs. <laughs> Physically, not not metaphorically. <laughs> anyway, why don't you tell us about your dream? Okay, yeah, yeah. Night. So I had a dream. I think last night I had a dream that I was at an Oakland A's baseball game. That's a nightmare. <laughs> You'd think. Um, so what happened in this game? I remember in the dream, I was at the stadium, and I was like, wait, I'm at the Oakland Coliseum for an A's game. And that, like, hit me for some reason. And then there was uh, there was a crowd. So I was like, wait. also, this probably looked nothing like the actual Oakland Coliseum. I just, like, knew it was. You know, you know what I mean in a dream where you're like, you know where you are, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's actually where you are? Yeah, it's like you, you look at the field for for one second yeah. and then you like turn your head and you're in middle school science like wherever, class. But yeah like, no of course yeah 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 but i did look around i was like this is the oakland coliseum and i'm watching an a's game um and it was like packed also i've been to the oakland coliseum so i know that it's like not it but um it was like the hottest day of my entire life was going to an a's game I you've been getting, to the oakland coliseum I, I have. oh yeah well yeah, we went to a game when sense. i was very little and uh, i remember getting ice cream because it was so freaking hot um but it was actually really fun, too. We had good se- uh, seats because they were probably really cheap. In the Oakland Coliseum, there was, like, a foul ball that came at me in the dream. And I was I missed it, and I was, like, running after it. And then all these other people were, like, running after it and chasing for it. And uh, there was, like, a scrum. And then it went down the steps of the stadium, and everybody was, like, chasing it down the stairs. And we ended up way down below. Like, it, it like, bounced all the way down to field level. And everyone was, like, chasing it around. And then... I realized, like, once I got the ball and I like grabbed it, and like some other people were like, "Hey!" Like, people like mad at me for getting the ball. Sure. And I was like, "That's a weird thing." Like, I, I got the ball, and I was like, "That's okay." Um, but I looked around and I realized in the dream that it was the day that the Oakland fans are going to be filling the stadium. Like, it was like, oh my I, god, this is a very dream. detailed it's, dream. I like, don't know why I, I have not been spending that much time thinking about the A's. Th- this is a dream that seems based in a surprising number of layers of reality yeah there's like a lot going on yeah that's real. okay um like but, you you seem yeah. to be more tapped in than i usually <laughs> am when i'm dreaming here i i no, seriously i that is a thing that i've noticed actually i'm i'm uh like borderline lucid dreaming sometimes it's kind of fun i wish it was actually lucid dreaming that'd be kind of cool but, yeah um never done that i've but, had some weird dreams lately yeah but just being aware going. being yeah. more aware there's not much other to the story other than that oh I okay that i was in we the didn't... oakland coliseum and realized that it was the day that that everyone was supposed to be filling the stadium. And then the A's were like playing great. It was just really funny. Like, do they, was, I, mean, I woke we're, up we're confused gonna... as shit. Like, why am I dreaming about that? We'll talk about this in a little bit. Because yeah. we've got some more about the Oakland A's. But are, are they even going to do content. that anymore? Like, is there a, like is, is there even a point now? To what? Oh, to filling the stadium? Yeah. I, I mean, look. 
I, I like it as a show of respect from the fans for a team that, you know, don't have a lot to play for. So it's like, hey, we are still here. We're rooting for you. Just, you know, we're, you're not very good. <laughs> like, you know, we'll, we'll let you know that we're here, but that's about it. I don't know. It's sad. It's very depressing. Like, if I was thinking about this the other day, I was talking to somebody, and I was like, if this was my baseball team, and they just purposefully were just, like, absolutely draining the team of talent just so that they could get out of, you know, the city where I live and have, you know, whatever, it would just be so sad. And it's, like, part of my culture and identity. And, yeah, 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 it's it's really terrible. It's your baseball team. You love your baseball team. We'll get into that in in a little bit. But uh, not to turn this into the dreams podcast yeah. but you you had another baseball dream a while back that i i don't i know that we haven't ever mentioned on the podcast okay. and i'd like you to mention it's the one where you brought a ball for otani to sign oh my god i forgot yeah. about that <laughs> oh was, wow when you said yeah. that to me about oakland like for some reason i envisioned that they would be playing the angels yeah. and then i was like wait didn't he also have another dream about yeah and then the okay so wait i i don't remember that one too well i do remember i just remember that one I, specific part that i, made I texted me laugh. here i i texted my girlfriend the story so i can read the text oh that yeah I okay. sent to her about describing it so i said Nolan and I were at an Angels game, but not in Yankee Stadium, of course. And I got two foul balls, like, immediately. But I had brought one with me to get Otani's signature. And at one point, I dropped a bunch of cash on the ground and put the balls on a bleacher. And after a minute, I looked up, and some dude was like, all right, bro, you're all set. And I was like, what? (laughs) And he handed me back the three balls, and he signed them. And I was like, dude, did you just sign these? He goes, yeah, man, in three different spots. Here you go. And I was like, wait, dude, those were for Otani. What the shit? He goes, oh, wait, I can do Otani, too. And I looked at it, and he put down, like, a number that I couldn't read because it's a dream. You know, you can't read it. But I remember looking at it. I was like, why did you write a number on my ball? 1196 or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and <laughs> I remember I was like, but like, I do remember specifically in the dream that there were like two little dots above the number. And then it said Samuel X. <laughs> and it was written in the sweet spot. I remember this so vividly now. Like, I was like, dude, <laughs> Samuel, like, what is wrong? Who are you? Why are you it's signing like a- my baseballs? <laughs> and then I tried to beat him up in the dream, and that's all I remember. He was he was like a performance artist. Yeah, like, Named Samuel so, X. Samuel X. He's a descendant he's like, of Malcolm. <laughs> like, dude, I got you. Like, you you wanted me to sign these, right? Like, dude, he's like these were for me, of course. <laughs> these are for Shohei Otani. Who the fuck are you, Samuel X? Like, of course, no. That's the thing about that dream that still bothers me. Is like I buy that. Like, someone oh yeah, would do that. Like some guy who like yeah he would, oh, he would show. Up. It would be a thing in the bleachers in the Yankee Stadium for sure, where some dude like wearing you know his own thing and you know he's trying to brand himself and he's like, here, I'll, let me see your ball. <laughs> so like, you can listen to my shit on SoundCloud. I'm kind of blowing up. I got like five subscribers. <laughs> Anyways, welcome back to Mudville. Mudville. We are back for Dreamville. episode. Yeah, that's something else. Oh, that yeah, that's something different. Oh yeah. man, yeah, it's it's been quite a, a week around the worlds of baseball and film, respectively. Going um, on. Well, it's been a lot of wins for money and capitalism, and for the folks who possess a lot of it. <laughs> a lot of ca- um, <laughs> the owner class is killing it right now. <laughs> yeah, they're doing great. Yeah. Um, and that that extends to all facets of life. Yeah. Uh, but money is undefeated, and sometimes those victories come at 
the expense of things that we love. Like the Oakland A's fans. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. one of them is a little bit represented here in this Variety article that I just want to read a, a little bit of Wait, quickly because I find it pretty funny. You can, of course, dive into the article, but can we talk about the headline and the way that they're describing Joe Russo? Really? Yeah, yeah, sure. You want to... You wanna... So just the, the headline of this is Avengers Endgame director Joe Russo expects a fully AI movie within two years. It's just funny to be like, you know, pandering to the worst part of your audience. These are the uh, MCU directors, of course. The auteurs behind <laughs> the second highest grossing movie of all time, Avengers Endgame, yeah. which you wouldn't know from every time that these two idiots open their mouths. <laughs> it's always in service of some new horror show that doesn't even exist yet, but <laughs> they're already signing their names to Naturally. years in advance. The article goes, it's no secret that the Russo brothers are creating content with an eye towards the future. The directors behind some of the MCU's biggest blockbusters have already been dropping ominous warnings about the future of cinema as it relates to Gen Z's viewing behavior and the rise of artificial intelligence. First of all, I, I kind of respect the like framing from what's supposed to be an objective source here sure, Variety. Yeah. They're like, yeah, th th this is a fucking horror show. <laughs> Everything that these guys say. I just want to preface this. That's the last few times that like Joe Russo has opened his mouth, like first it, it, was, it was during the pandemic it was about the end of movie theaters and about how theatrical distribution may not always be necessary because what an ass. because the <laughs> the industry is moving towards like streaming or whatever a, a theory that has already been disproven in every way possible just two or yeah. so years later uh three words People like movies. Yeah. Like, people enjoy the whole experience of going to the theater. Yeah. And, well, like, you know. Exactly. Not being bothered for two hours and enjoying a bucket of popcorn. A literal bucket. Where else can you eat a bucket of something and not be judged? Well, Yankee Stadium, you can eat a bucket of chicken that's, that's and true. you can that's watch Judge. Ah, that's true. Yeah. That's there true. we go. That's, that's, there's something there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would say so. They were quoted again talking about how Gen Z doesn't have the attention span for typical movies they anymore. They make three and a half hour movies that are the most boring things to watch. Oh, yeah. The no. Like, they make... <laughs> Their movies are already AI made. Like, yeah, these these two are are AI essentially. They're they're just advocating for their friends. They also look like the fifth and sixth Impractical Jokers. They look like. <laughs> you, do, do you, that, that was a good one. Do, do you remember the? Um, I think you should leave sketch where Tim is talking about like, I need fifty slick back hair wigs. <laughs> For my mob movie. I thought it was going to be a hit, but it fucking, it fucking sucks. sucks. These two would star in that movie. They would. They'd wear the stands. Yeah. They would be starring Joe and, and Anthony. <laughs> the stands away. Fedoras. I also have a thousand plastic meatballs. Does anybody want them? That would be more entertaining than their entire filmography. God. Um, Man. That's the thing. Like, some of those Marvel movies, when I was a kid, I, I think I said this, like, really early on in Mudville. And I always want to be careful when I say anything relating to Marvel. Not because I think people will get mad at me, because I don't want to come off like somebody who enjoyed those movies that much. Oh, um, no, I think it's okay. We, it's, we were, like, we were 17 young. at, we were at the, like, peak of the, those <laughs> we movies. Were, we, you were know? We, we were We were kids. We didn't know anything. Yeah. Yeah. 
We had uh, we had the whole world ahead of us. We Winter were just frolicking in the flowers, watching <laughs> Civil War or yeah. whatever the fuck. They shoot TV commercials shot in a parking lot. <laughs> the article goes, Russo, who says he's on the board of a few AI companies, which we can probably just stop reading, because like, that discredits everything else yep. that he's about to say, Cut even it if there. it wasn't stupid as shit on its own. Yeah, um, bad. Has a lot of ideas for what AI movies would look like. One version is a con- a constantly evolving story, either in a game or in a movie or a TV show. A movie starring my photo real avatar and Marilyn Monroe's photo real avatar. I want it to be. Oh, a- so it's a kink thing that he's talking about. Oh <laughs> it, no, it, it, exactly. He's assuming that whoever is theoretically using this nightmare technology is is going to say put me in the apartment instead of sure. make me jfk and blonde you don't get that reference but I, hey, that's I, okay I, no i can imagine if, if one podcast listener gets that i will consider it a maybe success. our guy from belgium by the way shout out our one <laughs> fan in belgium. oh yeah shout out to to belgium we've gotten like six listens in belgium so Shouts whoever belgium. you are belgium dude we love you crushing it keep eat listening please yeah <laughs> we'll eat a waffle for you Actually, that's better yeah yeah it mimics your voice and suddenly now you have a rom-com starring you that's 90 minutes long so you can curate your story specifically to you does he forget that like Okay, so this guy is a man who made his living off of mass appeal, lowest common denominator films. And he thinks that the next wave is going to be hyper-specific filmmaking. More importantly, like, this is a man who's made his living making movies. That too. And he's what he's talking, what about, talking about, he's he's advocating for the death of at least creativity in, in movies. This Certainly sounds like, like a metaverse radical art. feature, not a fucking movie. That's the kind of thing. Like, that's God. why I'm not particularly worried about this ever becoming prevalent in society because sure. it's just so impractical. Yeah. Like, Having the idea a, that, yeah, that somebody is going to, to come home from work and say, I've had a hard day. Let me <laughs> s- struggle to date Marilyn Monroe for for 80 minutes before I finally get her at the end. Let me deep fake myself onto Billy Crystal and (laughs) Harry Met Sally. (laughs) That'll make everything better. I just want to see myself in the sweater. (laughs) Oh, brother. Yeah, okay. The article continues. Mustard suggests, because the guy he was talking to is named Donald Mustard, by the way. (laughs) Yeah, so it's it's, it's him. uh, Was it him in the boiler room with the lead pipe? (laughs) <laughs> yeah he, he's talking to donald terrible mustard jeff Wait, relish and like, tom ketchup yeah it sounds like uh one of trump's like tax people it's <laughs> like he moved all his money to donald mustard <laughs> he was eating a hot dog in the, in the in the legal meeting and they were like mr trump we need an alias for you he's like hold on how about donald mustard <laughs> you're like genius sir <laughs> all the people love donald mustard don't they folks we all know it was him. This is not, that's, that's not a bad impression. I, that's, mean, uh, hey, I had years it, to get it it's done. It's better than mine. <laughs> that's yeah. fair enough. Yeah. Um, it better be good at this point. Meanwhile, Joe Biden's is just, you kind of sound like you Joe Biden is just like kind hey. of a, a guy who like kind of knows what's happening sometimes. Yeah. Mustard, imagine the weirdest guy at a bodega at any given time and imagine him wearing sunglasses and that's Joe Biden. It's like, hey, you're out of cherry Coke. <laughs> Listen up, Jack. <laughs> Fill it back up. 
That's, that's my Joe Biden impression. Yeah. This okay. has been the presidential impression segment of the Mudville podcast. Let's not anyway. do Obama. Uh, no, that'd be bad. <laughs> Mustard suggests the TVs that Samsung and a lot of companies are making now, they already have enough processing power just in the TV itself. Well, we're not very far off where you could render anything into real time, meaning you could request your AI TV to insert you into Endgame and watch yourself as it happens. Make me Doctor Strange, Russo jokes, but the concept is real. <laughs> It'll just be able Wait. to conk you in and swap it out in real time and just do it all right. <laughs> Right there, mustard says, and so I don't know the timeline, but I don't think it's super far away. Okay, hold on, hold on. So the idea here is that you'd be able to replace Doctor Strange, quote unquote, Re- in reality, in practice, what this technology would look like is that it just kind of puts you in as an extra somewhere in the background, and you're like, "Look, there I am," and you're watching the action like your little AI avatar <laughs> with weird generated reactions to shit. Like, there's no way. They, I, okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think the idea is like they <laughs> so make stupid. you like Iron Man or something. Who wants which, the, what's the point of the way, watching the what? Who who okay. is developing this technology? Because it, it's not them. You know, it's not them. No. Like, I feel like because these them, guys. He'd, know, he'd have more intelligent <laughs> things to say about it. <laughs> I feel like these guys are are making pretty big promises with their mouths oh that other people's God. brains have to then fulfill. <laughs> Like, uh, he is the musk of the film world. <laughs> like, I will say though, th- this this guy does know how to appeal to the poor <laughs> tenant of cinema, which is being conked in. <laughs> Everybody just wants to watch a movie where you could just chill, conk sit me. back, relax, and go conk me in, buddy. Oh, bro, conk me in, Joe. I don't have much more to say about the Russo brothers now or ever. Every time that they open their mouths, it's about killing movie theaters or revolutionizing some impractical technology that will objectively hurt cinema and probably and theoretically line the pockets of their (laughs) corporate bosses if the people who were operating this technology weren't so fucking stupid. So wait, hold on. The news from the cinema world is that the Russo brothers are hurting the cinema world? And that the extent to which (laughs) they are committed to embodying all of the worst impulses of Hollywood producer brain just never ceases to amaze me. They're like the villains in like season two of Barry. (laughs) (laughs) Which, by the way, is great. Have you watched the new season? I have. It's it's so good. good. I'm I'm really loving it. Are you like caught up fully? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, We we won't spoil it on the podcast, of course. But it's great. I'm I'm, I'm very exciting for it. Yeah. I I love the uh, Fred Armisen cameo when he shows up just like as the sweatiest like Eastern European ever. So good. (laughs) What was it? Chewy? (laughs) Yeah, the guy Chewy. Like oh man, that guy's really good. Uh, they have a podcast. He has a podcast in that show. The guys who are going to kill Barry have a podcast. <laughs> they have a podcast. In more depressing news, the Oakland Athletics announced they are probably moving to Las Vegas, Ooh. which of course, Ooh. yeah, means that they are abandoning Ooh. the city of Oakland, Ooh. the entire <laughs> community, and everything that it represents a team that has been there since the 1960s is now seeking to cash in on gambling profits what actually happened here is the oakland athletics agreed to buy 50 acres of land in las vegas Mm -hmm. and the idea is that at some point that plot of land will have a baseball stadium constructed upon it which will be funded by the taxpayers of nevada 
and then a team will play in that stadium, which will be put together by the same folks who have currently organized the worst roster in the history of professional baseball and have at least three more years in Oakland, whether they like it or not. Terrible. Terrible. I mean, this is, it's just tragic. Like this is, if you are an A's fan, I don't know. I mean, you're used to it at this point, right? So, like, the Raiders leave well, and they go you're to used to it first, but also there's a lot of optimism involved in that plan, first of all. Like, Fair. They, wanna, they say that they want to move by 2027. They haven't even officially agreed to, like, How long does move the team. The they haven't gotten the city like governments that they yeah. haven't they haven't bribed enough city sure. officials to like sure as to say officially where the las vegas whatever right um also the thing is baseball is planning to expand by then so why don't they just put one of the expansion teams in vegas like I it's well just, it's that's that's the thing is vegas was going to get one of these yeah. teams regardless this is just john fisher a cheap owner wanting to shithead. capitalize on what he sees as a cash cow yeah. in the world of gambling which you of course see on every ad break you see an yeah. ad for FanDuel or for all the time things yeah it's 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 everywhere so yeah. they, they want to build their stadium right next to the casino which i think might even be a mistake like Dude, I, I don't know who's gonna watch this team in las vegas pete rose is literally going to try to kneecap john fisher uh, like i mean at this point how can you be this in bed with the gambling companies and then not have Pete Rose in the Hall of Fame. Pete Rose is shit. I don't Gambler. care about no, him. No, I, I am with you. It's just very hypocritical. Um, I get the appeal because they have football. And so now if they have baseball, they have something to do every year on a weekend. Uh, I mean, every, excuse me. They have something to do year round on the weekend being like a professional sporting event. It's just that this is... Uh, oh, and they have hockey. I forgot about that. Golden Knights. Oh, so... Yeah. Um, now they're just missing a basketball team, which basketball, I think they said they want to go to like 36 teams or something, so they might get one then too. So does so does baseball, I think, and, uh, and good. Yeah, 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 I want more teams. Expansion would be great. I agree. I would love to it's see good that. Good to have more teams. Um, hockey just went to 32, I think. So there's like, or they might be at 31. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know enough about hockey, but it's just, I, I think it's strange that Vegas has professional teams at all just because of how um, dangerous that could be. For gambling, yeah. but, um, you know, whatever. Also, I the, I know this is separate, but like, kind of. It's just that it's for, as a city, to have professional athletes in, like, I, I don't know, like, think back to, like, Henry Ruggs, like, killing someone in his car and just, like, the whole city being, like, a party city and having young guys with millions and millions and millions of dollars in a city that's known for making bad decisions it's yeah. just it's all there i it's i don't i don't like any of it i really don't I, yeah you know. it, it's kind of a what could go wrong yeah. situation yeah you're like begging them to be stupid which you you're know. begging them to bet that first too. of all which yeah. like if you're going to suspend uh Jamison Williams yeah. the Lions receiver six games Calvin Ridley got a year yeah and then they're doing six well, games but, now but Jamison Williams was Suspended for placing a bet that was legal in the parking lot of like some oh, facility or something. So if you're gonna get that yeah. technical with how you apply the rules, you can't be going all in on putting teams yep. in Las Vegas and like advertising and like partnering with yep. all of these companies. I mean, first of all, it's it's hypocritical, but it, it's also predatory towards yeah. your players. Yeah. 
the ones who ultimately end up paying the price for the league making irresponsible decisions yeah. won't be the league. It'll be the players, and it'll be people who will then have narratives turned against them that... I honestly think this is like a very different discussion as well. I keep on trying to turn it, and I promise I'm not doing this intentionally. But I feel like the Trump era has like a lot of like ringing uh, repercussions in the world of like business and like public figures and like just very just think people get like these sorts of entities get away with a lot of shit that the media would have called them out for, and they wouldn't have been able to do in a way that before. I think people just kind of realize they can just kind of do whatever they want. And it's like, you know, no one can really say anything. It's like, because it's money. Everybody understands it's because of the money. Baseball can be in bed with gambling and still tell, you know, have all these, you know, the like, you know, the rules about it. And essentially just a, a moral code of don't bet, but here we're going to move to Vegas and like whatever and take all the money from FanDuel and DraftKings and whatever. I don't know. It just, it, that's like a, an American culture thing that I think has been, you know, coming for a bit. It's just all very weird everything is strange and annoying (laughs) it really is sad how much can just be rooted back to the fact that people with money are the ones making decisions and other people with money are the ones influencing the people making those decisions and it's just like at the end of the day it's always money and whether it's baseball or whether it's film or whether it's art no matter what it is billionaires and the people in power and the people with all of the money will forever be committed to sucking out whatever profit margins that they can at the expense of you and at the expense of me and all of the fans and all of the people who make whatever operation they are actively ruining great. Yep. And that is going to continue forever and ever. And these are, you know, kind of facets of American culture that have been around for a long time and going back to a time in the country, you know, leisure time was not necessarily uh, exploited uh, and monetized by a ruling class that has just been able to take every bit of it, squeeze our enjoyment of whatever it is as a as a culture and turn it into a way to make money, which, you know, baseball and movies, they are as American as apple pie, quote unquote. It's just, it's, you know, they're both that kind of, uh, you think of like the golden age of America, like, you know, Babe Ruth, and, well, you know, yeah. the new cinema star and whatever. Quote it's, like, it's just, yeah, exactly. But that's uh, a whole other discussion as well. Whether or not that actually exists, whatever it doesn't. But it, yeah, I know. But the idea of it, but the idea that's sold to us as right, you know, Americans. But it's the same idea that has been wrong with uh, or or making things worse steadily for I don't know, hundred years. <laughs> like it's you know, well for longer than that. But that has accelerated first for sure over yeah. the past one hundred years. Yeah, yeah, this is definitely the most white dudes with a mic that we've ever gotten. But it's still let's true. continue it. I'm having fun. I'm enjoying. No wonder people do this shit. What else can we talk about? Like <laughs> what's getting ruined? Fishing, fishing. Or, uh, I feel like fishing's actually. I'm just thinking fun. of like <laughs> like white dude stuff. What else? Oh, are we talking oh, about? fishing. Uh, football. Aaron Rodgers is a New York Jet. <laughs> everything bagels. That's like, a, <laughs> IPAs, dude. Love and everything bagel. But did you know that upstate they call them Long Island bagels? How fucked up is that? 
The Mandalorian. That's, that's definitely a white guy. That I is, mean, I, I Star Wars in general. That's yeah, a uh, Avengers. But we already touched on that. We did. We, <laughs> yeah. we, we touched all the bases. We did. Uh, baseball joke. <laughs> you want to talk about some of uh, some of the baseball the actual baseball around stuff? the week? You want to touch all the baseball bases? Let's, do we want to touch all of the bases? The yeah, I, I love touching the bases. Let's touch some bases. Let's touch them. Let's touch them. Brandon Nimmo is the best hitter in baseball so far through what twenty games? Oh yeah, could you could you back that up a little? Give me some stats. From him. Yeah, he has a 1.6 WAR leading the league. Uh, he's hitting 350, and he has a WRC plus of 170, which actually is, I think, not leading the league, but it's up there. Sure. He is leading the league in WAR, um, or at least tied in offensive WAR, according to Fangraphs. Um, which, uh, and if you're curious, he's tied with Acuna. Um, but that is uh, interesting because the guy was a free agent this offseason and did not get one of those monster contracts that some of the other guys got. Um, and uh, he kind of just like slunk back to the Mets without a lot of fanfare, it seemed like, and uh, everybody knew he was a great hitter. I mean, that was like his whole thing in the offseason is like, if you want to go get a bat, Brandon Nimmo is available, and then, you know, I don't know, a lot of teams I could think of, the Yankees, who are contenders who could use the offense did not go after him, um, which I find interesting. Also, Sean Murphy is fourth in uh, war. Interesting. Speaking of additions. But yeah. Taj Bradley looks like the most refined of the young pitching prospects that have debuted so far this year. Uh, Grayson Rodriguez looks a little bit raw. Uh, Mason Miller gave up four runs tonight, super early on against the Angels. His second start. Uh, Whereas Taj Bradley, stuff plus, is off the charts. His fastball, slider, curve are all up in numbers. He's getting... Results and of course the Rays had to option him back down to AAA to <laughs> manipulate <laughs> the Rays doing time. Rays things. Yeah, actually Rays pitching this things. season has been really interesting. Um, like Luis Castillo and Garrett Cole right now are neck and neck in like early Cy Young odds, um, but Garrett Cole looks <clears throat> excuse me about as dominant as we've seen him since he was on the Astros, um, which is kind of fun. Luis Castillo has ascended to a a separate plane that he was ever on with the Reds, which is, you know, also, I mean, you put a team behind this guy, light a fire under him and say, hey, we're trying to actually do something and look at what he can do. I mean, it's amazing. Can I victory lap that because he was my Cy Young prediction yeah. to start the year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but if I'm going to victory lap that one, I do have to say I predicted the Chicago White Sox to be good, and they started seven and sixteen to start the year. They're, they're, so I have to, I do have to own that yeah. one a little yeah. bit. Not good. But uh, the Tampa Bay Rays beat the hell out of them over the weekend. They did just drop tonight's game to fall to the horrible record of twenty and four. <laughs> If you're a fan of an AL East team, which we both are, and I won't try to hammer this too much, but it's kind of, I don't want to say it. I really don't because it's a stupid saying. It's not a stupid saying. It's just not like always true. Say it. It feels like it's getting late early. <laughs> I, I mean, honestly, they're it, 20 and four. I get it. I, there's 16 games over 500. I certainly. It's not even May. Like, I undervalued them for sure in our preseason predictions uh i did not they properly have the assess division, their value. like locked up like who's gonna make a run like who could seriously who can contend with this it's incredibly I difficult mean, to look at this team especially this rotation and not see them as heavy favorites and yeah. the fact that i think that there are still so many potential winners of the american league just goes to show how deep that 
conference is yeah. and how many teams really are fully built to to contend this year. Yeah. I can see, of course, the Yankees, the Rays, the Blue Jays, the Astros, even the Twins. Yeah. The, the Angels, road. the Mariners. I mean, this is, this is some of the best baseball that we've seen in a very long Yale time. Yale is extremely contentious. I mean, it's. I mean, if the Rays can do this for another month, the Yankees rode two hot months last year to a division title when they literally were the worst team in baseball for August. They were, uh, they were in contention with the worst team in the history of the franchise in August. They played some of the worst baseball they've ever played. In August, and they still somehow won the division because they stayed hot for two months to start the season. Maybe three. I don't remember exactly. But I, leading up, it was like the All-Star break. It was like right before the All-Star break, so like July. But I, it, it's kind of getting hard to see a way where the Rays don't end up winning the East. I, it's truly. I mean, it's kind of scary. Speaking of the All-Star break... What were the Los Angeles Dodgers doing last July? Because in the past week, yeah. Mookie Betts, Max Muncy, and you know Cody Bellinger doing. have all gone on paternity leave. Everyone knows what they were doing. So yeah, Shoals here. Like, yeah. what were they doing? But also, like, yeah. what were they eating? Like, what, <laughs> what were the Dodgers eating in July? Because like, whatever it was, I feel like you found the I know someone needs solution to, to, to uh, male infertility. <laughs> yeah. The uh, the the impotency uh, industry is about to blow up. They can study the Dodgers. My Go God. talk to the Dodgers. They have a one hundred percent conception yeah. rate. <laughs> well, we don't know that. We don't know that. Yeah. Kershaw might have been trying, and we have no idea. Yeah. Kershaw might be shooting blanks it's, for all we know. It's possible, man. <laughs> Too many bullets out of his arm. He forgot to anyway. Walker um. <laughs> Bueller maybe his. Uh, his arm surgery lost his confidence. Could be something with his testosterone a little down. Blake um, Trennan is so God, woke that he think is so based that he thinks having sex with women is gay. It's it's uh, he's come all the way around on it actually, which uh, yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense. Um, speaking of uh, speaking of surprise fucking. Great segue. I don't know. The Pirates are in first place. Talk about it. <laughs> the Pirates are sixteen and sixteen and eight now. They just eight, they yeah. just extended Brian Reynolds on a very I think team friendly contract for the yeah. numbers that he's been putting up this year. They signed him to eight and one oh eight, I believe, off the top That's, of wait, my head. What's the AAV on that? Can I do the math real quick? Uh, it's like thirteen or something. That's I, shockingly I, low. I think that it's like a back heavy deal like back oh, back loaded yeah, sure, so like sure. he's making like more of his money in 2031 or right. whatever right um because i i do think that the the pirates are, are going to be good for yeah. quite a long time that I mean, roster's man, talented and this is without one, O'Neal Cruz. i would say probably not yet but in like i think that they're playing above their heads right now but in like two three sure. years or so they could ascend with the the rise of both Cruises first O'Neill, but also Dylan when they draft right. him this year. Yeah, that's true. Like first the best pick. hitting prospect in quite a long time. Yep, guy is hitting above 500 in all college ball. But I'm not here to talk about that. I don't know much about it. In about two years then, if he's already going to be coming out of college that hot. So. Yeah, but this is the best that the Pittsburgh Pirates have looked in a very long time. This is the only time that we've really seen them spend any sort of money at yeah. all. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, and Andrew McCutcheon is in the middle of a renaissance. Unseen since Matt Carpenter last year, so yeah. that's kind of uh, 
you know, it's fun to see. But um, if you're a fan of Pittsburgh baseball, I think you actually have something time. to be excited about for yeah. the first time in a very, very long time. Now, naturally, they'll crash and burn probably around the time of the All-Star break. But it's fun for now, so enjoy it while it lasts. And then sure. you know, maybe O'Neill Cruz comes back, and uh, I don't know, things would be fun. I, I would be surprised if this team makes the playoffs, I'll just say that much. Um, even though they are starting out very hot, and that's like enough to you know kind of hang your hat on as a Pittsburgh fan. That's really, I mean, how much can you really ask for as a team that's won what probably sixty five games on average for the last five years? If I had a guess, I honestly don't know what their records were, but that feels right. Um, but I don't know. Uh, the AL or the NL Central, excuse me, is very strange because the Cardinals and the Reds have the same amount of wins. Also, yeah, which is nuts. It it's really weird. just looks like. The inverse of what everybody predicted. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I had the Cardinals handily winning that division. And then, you know, also the Brewers look way better than I think anyone gave them credit for, even though, you know, obviously they were quote unquote contenders coming into the year. Um, but they actually, I mean, they're, they're playing great ball. Their pitching looks great. They can hit. It's uh, their offseason, you know, tweaks worked, it seems. And then, uh, you know, Christian Yelich is still a bit of an anchor, but they're doing all right. Yeah, it's, he lost uh, his power. Yeah, he really did. Um, but, oh, yeah, it's it's fun to watch. Something else that I wanted to bring up that I, I didn't write this down or anything, but it just I just popped up and I wanted to say. Yeah. Aroldis Chapman is oh, fully back, and I don't care. No, I don't care. Also, I don't care at all. Last. It's not and last. I don't think that that is me being a salty Yankees fan. I think that, like, the – that's a guy who didn't give up a run in 2021 until late May. Yeah. So the fact that he's back and now people are saying, oh, he's pumping 103. We've got prime <laughs> Chapman back. Fuck Wait God. until June. Yeah. Give it time. It, because once he gave up that run in May, he was like useless for the next month. Yep. So month, if, the next year and a half. Well, yeah. <laughs> okay. <fair. laughs> True. Useless for the next month. Then he turned it back on like a little for like two weeks, and then it was just all downhill from there. I mean, yeah, this is not going to last. We all know that. I mean, he is not giving up any hard hit balls. He has not been barreled once yet this season. I mean, like it's there's going to be one game. There's going to be one game where it kind of like, oh, there it is. Like he gets hit, and then after that, it's just going to be a shit show, and it's probably going to be in about a month. I mean, we've seen it before with him. It's the story every year. He's hot to start the year, and then he collapses, and then he's bad. I like you know. And then for the rest of the season, by the way, if he does get dealt before this happens, they're going to be like, well, we just have to wait until Prime Chapman shows back up because we know we still got it. We saw it in April. It's gone. By the time it's gone, it's gone. Mm-hmm. Like it is not coming back until, until next like, April, yeah. <laughs> until <laughs> like, next March. It's it's gone. Like, yeah, that's how he that's how he rolls every year with him. And somebody's gonna gonna trade for him and it's gonna blow up in their face yeah it probably will be the mess or the astros which i would love also spencer strider might be the best spencer pitcher in baseball strider. it's either him cole or castillo right oh now. man i he mean that is he's unreal nine strikeouts in all five of his starts this year he got exactly nine in the first four before striking out 13 against miami Jesus. last night in an 11 nothing victory in which he flirted with a perfect game yep until oh man I want to get Spencer Somebody Strider on the podcast. Like booted a ball. Okay, yeah, you, like, you work on that. <laughs> I will. Well, but because I think he's like he's like the closest that we have to like a best friend in the MLB. <laughs> because he's like he's just like he's a dude. He's our age. That's he true. listens he's to the Strokes. He's a huge oh. Bernie Sanders guy. 
He's got Wait, a would we sick mustache. We would vibe with Spencer Strider oh so God. hard. Yo, Spence, come on the pod. <laughs> if he likes movies, Spencer, if there's even one movie that you want to talk about He's that you have, right? yo, definitely, oh, of yeah. course, Spence. We Spence, know you hear us. The guy, mustache Spence. If Can I you, call have you mustache any any movies, hit us up. We'll talk about anything. That'd be really fun. We feel like you and I, I feel like we'd vibe. Dude, I'd be our friend. Strokes. How do you know he listens to the Strokes? I didn't he know did. There was like a profile on him like a while, like in, Man. I think it was in last off season or something. It was like the hottest pitcher for the Braves and it's like, well, it was like everything that he did. He wears like, skinny yeah, jeans and was, listens to the Strokes. He's the next big thing. Yeah, <laughs> basically, he was like, I was. He was like, Love I it. went to college and I'm a vegan and shit like that. And like, I was like, Man. okay, yeah, that'd be sick. I'm not a vegan, but everything. I'll, I'll, the rest, all of the other it, the stuff rest about of it, the rest of it. We Huge like. cheeseburger guy myself. That's no, don't tell him that, dude. We're trying to get him on the pot. Come on now. I was, I was telling everybody else. That's oh, okay. Fair. Yeah, fair, fair, fair. I had to. I felt like I, I had to clarify that yeah that i do fair. i do meet my daily intake of pro well that's probably going to, to wrap it up for, for this week's mudville we had a bit of an informal episode today but yeah. we're we're gonna come back at, at you next week i think i've got my friend coming on the podcast soon and we're nice. gonna talk about some tony scott and watch the fan Ooh, yeah we should do that yeah be fun that so. movie the only thing i know about it is it's very wet I have it's not seen it. Thing. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> Tony Scott, he uh big big like rain guy. Like yeah. oh, a lot of his movies have got those like dramatics, like the big yeah. quick cuts to shots of Denzel Washington and like there's like the I rain. think that's what this is too. I think that's oh, exactly dude, what it, this it's movie it's gonna is. be sick. I'm I'm so excited to yeah. talk about it. That'll be fun. Well, We'll this has it. been Mudville, a podcast about baseball and cinema. I have been Nolan Rabine. I have been Brody Stubb. Thank you for listening. Please rate us five stars wherever you are. That would be so nice. We would get do it more listeners, and we would like love you forever. We don't have a Patreon or anything. We're free. Just all we ask, five stars. Anyway, Maybe thank day. you. Goodbye. Thank you, guys. See you next week.